0: Imagine those hands are hot or cold. Welcome to the Movie <laughs> Ladder Podcast, where we're all about cinematic connections. Each week we're discussing a movie that connects to the movie from the previous week's podcast. I'm Zach Brooks, and as always, for the 102nd time, I am joined by... Brennan Fitzpatrick. 102nd out of 103 episodes, is this right our in. Oh, wait. This is our 103rd out of 104. This is our 103rd episode, is what I have. Yeah, that's uh, what I just said. You said Yeah, you missed one. You missed one episode. Oh, so right, you I joined me this. for 102 we we,
1: episodes. We, we talked plus about some, this earlier in the year. No, yeah, because we have
0: bonus. that bonus episode. Yeah, but that, that's, not, that's not official canon. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh last week we talked about Batman Returns. This week, due to a myriad of connections, including Tim Burton and Gothic themes and some casting crew members in Christmas time. We will be discussing Edward Scissorhands and uh, the aforementioned hot or cold hands, will determine are Edward Scissorhands hands hot or are they cold? Uh, Then at the end of the episode, we'll decide in our movie to close out season two, our last movie of the year, based on suggestions sent in from the listeners and us, your hosts brought some, Uh, I will say, Brendan, I have two movies that, probably will get suggested by people before we get to me mm-hmm. but they both will be very good like full circle movies considering we started the year with young frankenstein
1: absolutely um there there are several ways to go from this that would uh, bring us full circle for sure and then there are also some fun ways to go just to close out the year on like a on a high note um mm-hmm. You know, in a way that I think would be really fun that I have uh, lined up for my suggestions. So yes. I'm excited to get to it and see where we go with our final uh, with our final movie of the year. Yeah. Uh, so we will be
0: spoiling Edward Scissorhands. So if you have not seen it in the last 31 years and you want to watch mm. it for whatever yeah. reason, it is streaming on Disney Plus. Uh, way too scary to be on Disney Plus. Imagine you're it's like too a child tra- to be
1: on Disney Plus.
0: Yeah. Imagine you're You're watching like Moana or Toy Story, and then you're scrolling and you're like. Scissors. I play with scissors in kindergarten, and uh, you click on <laughs> Edward Scissorhands, despite the scary image, and you are scarred for life, like I like I am, because you watch it so it's way too young. But if you want to watch it, it's on Disney Plus. I think it's also on Amazon,
1: um, I believe.
0: So, and yep. whatever international platform people use if they're not in the United States. So, uh, and if you just want to jump ahead to hear what movie number fifty-two on the year will be. Uh, you could do that timestamp; it's in the description, so you can see what we'll be talking about next week. But of course, pause the podcast, go watch Edward Scissorhands; it's less than two hours long. Then come back and listen to the podcast. Absolutely,
1: and Zach, what do what what do we want to tell them about uh, week fifty two coming up? I was going to say, should we
0: recap again? Uh, because we did have one person send in their fee- their suggestions for next week. We do not yep, need that a week
1: yet. early. Yeah, yeah, but that's fine. Uh, yeah. It's there. We yeah, have the
0: game. So. Uh, Because after next week, we will be starting season three of the podcast. So it will be Tabula Mm Rasa starting a blank slate for season three. Uh, The movie does not have to connect to next week's movie. It can be any movie that was suggested this year on the Movie Lauder podcast. Bye. uh, yeah, it, preference to one that you suggested. But if you're yep. if you're somebody who hasn't suggested a lot, or you want something that somebody else suggested, that's fine. Absolutely. For yep. Brendan and I, we will only be bringing our own suggestions from
1: the year. Correct.
0: Yep. Um, and if you've never written in, and you want to,
1: you are now more than welcome to. Do so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so what we'll do is we'll we'll include the link to the letterboxd watch list and yep. about probably the first half of pages, maybe the first. I'll, I'll try to figure out when. Season two starts is probably like the first, I think that's like, you know, 50 pages long at this point. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll put, you know, movies up until this page are eligible. You're welcome to scroll through there. Uh, anything you feel like watching, it does not have to be connected. If you want to get some sort of reason for it, like this movie's about somebody starting a new slate or this movie's about, you know, new year's resolutions or mm-hmm. whatever uh, that probably will help give your movie a better chance of getting picked, but See? it is not required. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, And Jeff did have an idea that like we pull the top five movies that were most requested over the year. I think probably because they're all his suggestions. Yeah, Uh, exactly. Exactly. He just, you know, he's trying to uh, jury rig the system here. Yes. So we'll probably do that. And if any of those top five, well, maybe we'll just have like a a listener's choice where we'll include the top five. And if any are not suggested by people, we'll just include them as mm -hmm. listener's choice. So, um, but yeah, very exciting to see what we're going to be doing next week or Well, next week, but then also in two weeks to start the new year. Also to start the new year, we did it last year. We'll do it again. We will have a bonus episode uh, just recapping the year. Doing yep. um not clips because I hate clip no, shows. No,
1: I hate clip shows. Uh, but we will go through awards, um, some of our favorite performances, least favorite performances, um, most surprising movie to us, uh, one that didn't hold up as much as we expected, etc. etc. Um yeah. we'll also dive into yeah. the letterbox stats,
0: yep. the uh, podcast anchor stats as well. I'll go into yep. the anchor dashboard to see like how many listeners do
1: we have in Ireland? I'm guessing and, one and his wife yeah. sometimes. Uh, <laughs> and we will go through the entire ranking, uh, final ranking of the star rating score every movie that we did this year.
0: So there you go. Um, and some other stats like, you know, who had the most suggestions picked. Yep. Um, that kind of stuff. So uh, it'll be fun stuff. It won't be super, you know, probably like less than 45 minute podcast. We, we'll try to keep okay. that tight. We'll try. So, we'll um, yeah. So that's everything we got coming up for the next couple of weeks. Uh schedule-wise, also, Brendan is uh, going to a wedding next week. Yeah, Weddings I am a theme,
1: so uh, yeah, I'm leaving good, so. on Friday for Colorado for my brother's wedding. I won't be back until Wednesday the following week, so um, I need an extra day when I get back to be able to watch whatever movie we're supposed to be watching. Um, so we're going to record on Thursday next week. So that gives you a couple extra days than normal to get through those uh, letterbox watch lists and your own emails and send in the connections for uh, season three, week one.
0: Yeah, so that'll be uh, Thursday, the 30th, December 30th Mm -hmm. is when we're going to be recording. We'll probably do that bonus podcast. We did it on New Year's Day last year. Uh, We'll also do that, I would assume, next year year as well. Um, And then we'll see, kind of depending on what we pick, next Thursday
1: we probably will push that Tuesday the 4th, probably the Wednesday the 5th, I would assume. Um just to give people a little extra time to watch the first movie and uh, send in connections. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll see what we uh we'll see what we land on. Mm-hmm. So all right.
0: I think that's all the housekeeping. Um, housekeeping, all the all the makeup calling. Yeah, all of the a- the Avon makeup. Um but before we oh yeah, uh we we said send us connections. We didn't say how. Uh at Ladder Movie on Twitter, the movieLaddergmail.com. Of course, the movie ladder on Letterboxd, that's where you're going to find that watch list. Uh, Brennan also has very good records. So if you're trying if you have any questions about movies that were suggested over the last year, uh, shoot Brennan a DM. He can help you out. Um, Do it. So, all right. Right. Brennan, what was the best thing you watched this week?
1: Uh, Why don't you go first? Because I have to uh, input some last second scores here from uh, a late coming uh, late cover email here. Nice. Nice.
0: Shit, all right. I watched a lot. Um, I watched a ton this week. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies. Uh, The entire John Wick trilogy I watched. Um, But I think I'm going to talk, well, we might talk about Spider-Man No Way Home later. Uh, But that was probably the best thing I watched this week. So I'll talk about John Wick Wick 3, because it is the most recent movie I watched. I watched it actually this morning before I started working. Um, My brother was very happy I was doing the the early morning movie, which he's a yeah, that's his thing. He does that all the time. So uh, the whole John Wick series has been super fun. I had never seen the third one. I'd seen the first and like half watched the second one, but the third just things get crazy in that movie. The whole time I'm watching that movie, just my jaw was on the ground. There's some really really great action scenes. Like it's it's basically a dance movie. Um, and I I think John Wick four might be coming out next year. Um, but I'm all I'm all pumped up for John Wick. Between watching the Matrix trilogy. And now the John Wick trilogy, um, Keanu. I've had a lot of Keanu in my life over the last few weeks.
1: Yeah, and that's what I've heard is that uh, number three is really good uh, and fun. Um, I remember um, I've heard you and I are big Jason Metzikens fans. And he's been on a lot of podcasts uh, the last couple of years since that came out. Um, and I it, know is, uh, is a really big fan of his work, own work in that movie and Um, yeah, I, I definitely want to check those out. Um, I've only ever seen the first one, but I would definitely be interested in seeing the other two.
0: Yeah, they're very fun. And I, I had seen the first one. I went back and just restarted the trilogy. First Mm. one is much more simple. It's a very simple revenge plot where, uh, his dog gets killed in the beginning by Theon Greyjoy and he just goes on a revenge (laughs) mission. The second one is, uh, kind of the fallout from that revenge mission. And then something happens in the second one that leads to the third one being, um, being really kind of the fallout from that. And as I was watching the third one, I was like, man, if Theon would have just left John Wick's uh, dog alone in the beginning, right. a whole lot of people would still be alive.
1: Oh, absolutely. So many people, dozens, dozens.
0: Yeah. I do love yeah. that. The way the action is done in John Wick, it is, it, the director was uh, Keanu's stunt double in the Matrix movies. And um, these are the only, I think these are the only movies he has uh, directed. But it's just the action is so clean and smooth. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, you get that shaky cam or you get like the camera cuts right when the shot is fired. And you this like the, the camera just stays. There's a lot of long takes. The camera stays on the action. And mm-hmm. you see, I mean, if you don't like blood splatter, this might not be the movie for you because it's like there's a lot of like bullet is fired and brains go flying out the side. Right. right. Um, but it's not super gory. It's just like it's it's very it's brutal and intense action. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I very much recommend it. It's a very fun series. Uh, unfortunately, not streaming anywhere. I do not know why. It seems like this is oh, weird. ripe for one of the s- stream platforms to get. Yeah, you would think so. Um, but if you got a local library and you get got the Blu-rays, you can do that. Uh, it does look like John Wick Chapter 4 is coming out next year. So uh, Donnie Yen is going to be in John Wick Chapter 4. Oh. Wow, that's wild. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, he was in Rogue One. And uh, Yep. I think that's the only movie I've seen him in, but he was uh, very good.
1: Oh, bunch of other stuff that uh, Kevin Mahadeo recommended to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of like a this. lot of so, yeah. movies,
0: it looks like. So yeah, um, he's in that movie IP Man, which I believe came out. as practice or IP Man. Yeah. A, well, yeah, so uh, cool. Yeah, John Wick Chapter
1: Three. That would be my, my recommendation. Yep. So I want to talk about a musical that came out in 2021. That's not West Side Story. And it's not tick tick boom. It's an actual movie that m- not a lot of people have seen at least uh, it's but um, I watched this weekend, and it's called Annette by oh, yeah. Leo Carut um music and lyrics by the Sparks band, Sparks Brothers Band. Mm. Um, I had no idea what to expect going into this movie, and I'm really glad. That I watched the Edgar Wright Sparks Brothers documentary that came out um, a couple months ago before I watched this movie, because this musical is as weird and unconventional as it comes Um It stars Adam Driver and Maria Cotillard um, as a married couple who are uh, artists. She's an opera singer. He's a stand up comedian hmm. and it is basically follows the love story of their life and them having a child and things start to go wrong in a very operatic way. And um, it's really it's really well done. Um, Adam Driver and Marianne Cotillard are both fantastic. Uh, so is the young actress who plays the daughter. Um, I really enjoyed this. Um, it's weird and quirky and a lot of people aren't going to like it. <laughs> um, I think right now, like the kind of like the movie, movie
0: we're talking about today.
1: Uh, yeah, You're I
0: think the two people, like people
1: that rated it the highest that I know of are myself. It's Sam Van Algren from yeah. Film Scotting. My brother so, gave it
0: four as well. My brother, I know my, my brother saw it yeah. over the summer and really liked it.
1: Um, Yeah, so I really, really enjoyed this. And I know that um, it's probably going to come up on some people's end of year lists, or at least I hope it does. And if you haven't heard of it, um, it's uh, I've rented it on amazon and it's really worth it i thought it was really great so there you
2: go nice
1: actually it's free on amazon i lied Hmm. it's free on amazon doesn't cost you a thing to watch um and i yeah i had a really good time watching this movie um it's about two hours 20 minutes long but worth it yeah one of the best musicals I've seen this year, and there have been a lot of musicals this year. Best of the year, so, all right. Yeah, um, It's in yeah, it, it made a, it into my. It cracked my top ten. It's the it third. It is a really big to, year for musicals. Yeah, three it's major, the third musical to crack my uh, top ten. So oh, know. really?
0: You see three out of three out of your ten, thirty percent of your yep. uh your top ten is musicals. Yep.
1: So, currently. Tick Tick Boom is number one. Um, this and West Side Story are both in my top ten. Not making it into the top ten in the Heights and Come From Away,
2: hmm.
1: but. um yeah. yeah i have so many movies from this year to watch i've watched
0: a ton of movies i actually saw my letterboxd things that mm-hmm. i watched i watched 265 movies i think this year is what i'm at right wow. now um and very few 2021 movies or at least very few that made my top 10 uh although i will say uh spider-man far from home or not far from home what is it no way home uh yeah. that is currently in my top 10 right. um and, you know, we'll see what time we finish uh, this podcast, but maybe we'll maybe we'll do a
1: little bonus segment at the end to talk about it. Yeah, that's uh, why I didn't talk about it yet. Um, time to talk
0: about.
2: On that
1: yeah. Board. um, I mean, that's there's also still a few movies coming out this year that I still need to see that may push um, West Side Story and House of Gucci, which are currently nine, ten on my list, respectively, out if uh, Nightmare Alley and Licorice Pizza have their say. Yeah, and so. Matrix
0: 4 is in less than 12 hours. Yep, there you go. And I've also heard Come On, Come On is really good. It is very um, good, yeah. Yeah, just, I, there's so many 2021 movies. That's why I am firmly against anybody releasing their top 10 best movies list anytime before, like, December 29th. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no way you've seen everything. So just keep watching stuff and That's see if next your top just 10. Keep watching, yep. Yeah. Keep Watching that should be as a time movie time.
1: podcast. We highly encourage you to watch movies,
0: yeah. Keep watching
1: uh, <laughs> and
0: find challenges to have give yourself reasons to watch movies. Exactly. All right, uh, speaking of watching movies, we watched Edward Scissorhands last night. Uh, mm-hmm. second time watch, or well, I probably seen it more than second times, but at least a second watch for me after not seeing it since I was a young mm-hmm. child. Uh, it's from 1990, directed by Tim Burton, stars Johnny mm-hmm. Depp, Lenora Ryder, Diane Weist. Uh, Alan Arkin, who's like I did not even think. Pretty he was unrecognizable, yeah, as yeah. the dad. I didn't recognize and, uh, him. And the uh, Biff Tannen role played by Anthony Michael Hall. Yep. And a cameo that I could not appreciate as a child, but very much like now, was
1: Vincent Price playing the inventor. Exactly. Yep. There's the uh, Doctor Frankenstein, if you will, of or the uh, Geppetto. The.
0: Uh, or the uh, Geppetto,
1: yep. Yeah. Do you think? Do Sorry. you think so? Uh,
0: you know, this. Some people call this like a dark fairy tale. Um, I know Megan the Librarian called it mm. a fairy tale. Uh, you know, it's about a—I don't know if—is he, he a robot? He's like an android, something created. Well, an human. no, like he's a—he's a boy who was born without arms. Mm-mm. That right? is not true. No, he's a—he was created in a lab by the by the inventor. Is that—that's what the Rube Goldberg machine is? Well, the, or, among other Rube Goldberg machines, but it's one okay. of the things. So he creates. Yeah, he created Edward Scissorhands. Um, And for whatever reason, which I did not quite understand, why he gave him scissors for hands, Mm -hmm. and then was unable to give him man hands before he died.
1: Yeah, I think think that's my biggest problem. Is like I don't really understand the logic of this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And how Edward? Any of the logic. Any of the logic. How did he eat? 20 some odd years before Diane Weese came to the house? How I is the he alive? Exact same thing. I was how like, is how he is alive? he eating?
0: How is he getting food? And how then, like, getting... how is he doing anything with his scissor hands? Anything. Yes. Yeah.
1: How is he doing anything with scissor hands? Yeah,
0: I guess that's um, why they call this get, fantasy. That's
1: why, yeah, so. that's why it's a fantasy. It doesn't have to follow traditional logic. And Megan, the librarian, is yelling us, yelling at us right now about why we're not buying into the logic of this movie. But I think you and I, um, had similar experiences with this movie when we were kids. Is that I saw this movie way too young to appreciate the um artistic the miss. nuance, the nuance, and the artistic um, vision mm-hmm. of the uh, allegory. And so it just What's the it, allegory. Yeah. Well, it's, it's about without, like it's, it's about without like, hands. No, it's a it's a no, dude. It's about otherism and yeah. not not judging someone by their appearance and accepting them for who they are. But the problem is then when your movie turns that person into someone who unintentionally hurts people, it complicates your sympathetic narrative Mm -hmm. of your allegory, unfortunately. And that's the complicated problem I have with this movie is that you're telling me that, On one hand, we're not supposed to judge Edward by the by the cover of his hands. But at the same time, you by the content, but by the the content of his character. Yeah. But it's but you are making him unintentionally a monster who can't help his nature. Right. And not giving him a way to fix it. So you're kind of fucking him in a big way from being completely sympathetic. Yeah. As a character. And I
0: think that's that's an interesting read on it. Do you think that this movie is more, you know, you said Dr. Frankenstein I said Geppetto. Do you think this movie is more Frankenstein or um, Pinocchio? Uh,
1: I I, I leaned more into the Frankenstein side of it, um, because at the same time, like I think that Edward experiences the world in a lot of the same ways that. Frankenstein's monster does in Mm -hmm. Young Frankenstein or the original Frankenstein from the 1930s, where he goes out into the world, he meets a pretty girl, he accidentally murders her because he doesn't know how to play. Mm -hmm. Because he doesn't have any life experience. And so like And then the and then the mob comes for him. And then the mob comes for him at the end, and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I I have a couple of um it's also very similar to a couple of movies that I'm going to suggest later in the suggestions. Mm-hmm. As far as, you know, someone falling in love with a misunderstood, quote unquote, beast of a person. Mm. And then a, ah, a beautiful person
0: falling in love with a beast?
1: Yeah. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe a beauty. Yeah.
0: Speaking of beauty, um, so we do have Winona Ryder in kind yeah. of the lead female performance. I was surprised watching this. I th- she doesn't show up for like an hour into the movie. Yeah, she's not in much of the movie at all. And um, then she's in it and falls for Edward. Um, But I don't really like it It just kind of came out of nowhere. She plays Kim uh, or Kimmy. And yeah. uh, she's the daughter of Diane Weiss character. Um, mm-hmm. Her brother is uh, what is his name? Kevin. Oh, I, I don't know how I could forget that. Uh, a young precocious boy in the ni- in 1990 named Kevin. Uh, right. Spoiler for my movie map. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, like she I get that she sees like the beauty and the the love inside of of right. of Edward and what Edward is able to do with, you know, he has these these hands, these these uh, weapons for hands, these blades that can hurt people. And he yeah. he makes art with them and he does people's hair and he uses them for good and becomes
1: yeah. you know, becomes the, a the dog, dreamer, which is really fun, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just kind of like came out of nowhere. Like, that she's, she's like, I hate my boyfriend that I've been with because he's an asshole, which, obviously, how did she not see he was an asshole? He's clearly he's an asshole. He's definitely an
1: asshole. I mean, yeah. look at the band he drives. Right. And then, He's also um, drinking and driving, so he's definitely doing right. Because this
0: takes place over just like a, I think just like a few days. Yeah, it was. Well. Uh, and, you know, I, we've both been pretty hard on this movie so far. Um, um, I will say, visually, I really oh, like, Oh, it's incredible. It's, yeah. it's, it's the fact that I can watch this movie and still be like, Honestly, when this movie started last night, I was like, yeah, I'm scared again. Like, this, Mm -hmm. there is something about this that scarred me.
1: I think it's the stark contrast between the lush green of the vegetation in the sculptures mm -hmm. and the stark creepiness of the mansion itself. Yes. It's basically like black and
0: white to color. It's almost... It's and helpful. I thought about suggesting Wizard of Oz next week. Yeah. And maybe Wizard of Oz will come it's a up. a lot like that. Um, but its I didn't think the connection was wrong enough. But I do think that the score sounds a lot like a like slowed down version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow.
1: As well. well, the other part of it is that the, the um, inventor, Vincent Price, goes through building him all of the different parts of making him a real boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see the heart that he's supposed to get. You see the brain, you see the, you know, the courage, and then they also reference that don't get his blades wet, as you said, get an oil can, you know, and so oh yeah, they, like much like the Tin Man, otherwise he'll rust. Hmm. So I think he, I think he is an allegory, you know, or a uh, a similar a similar character if you took all three of the uh, Wizard of Oz characters, because he also kind of looks like the Scarecrow. With like the hair and the... you've
0: convinced me. I just added yeah. Wizard of Oz to my list. Uh yeah. yeah. I, we'll see if it comes up. Might end up being an honorable mention instead of uh instead mm. of one of my main suggestions, but I do think there's enough connections to Wizard of Oz. We'll have to get Oz and his daughter on. Yeah. When it really is, I mean the movie is black and white, and then yeah. when it cuts to the suburb or the, the neighborhood, I appreciate that the the neighborhood is so is so visually different than what we see in the castle. The castle is black and white. Mm. The neighborhood is pastels. Everybody's in really bright, cool costumes, you know, not cool costumes, but like very, like, very warm colors. And mm. it's. I'm glad that this movie was not just that dark tone that we really got all of Batman Returns. I mean, Batman Returns basically right. was black and white. And this is like half black and white, half in color.
1: Yeah, and I, I really like that, um sort of edward doesn't belong in the color world which also is a huge metaphor he doesn't belong in the world that he's taken out of he mm-hmm. and every time he tries to interact with that world he ends up hurting someone or hurting himself because like you see him nick his own face so many times in this well, he's movie he's got
0: scars all over his face and from it's a lifetime of off hurting hurting him. like, himself. Yeah. yeah
1: and it and it usually happens when someone surprises him or asks him to do something that he's not like used to doing, right. he ends up nicking himself. And yeah, so and, it's like,
0: and um, I think that that's also why this movie was so scary for me as a kid. Cause mm-hmm. he's got this like white makeup, yeah. you know, cause his complexion is very white, which is striking in the dark castle. He's got these scars all over him. He, the music is kind of creepy. He hurts the kid. He, I had a yeah. waterbed growing up as a kid. So him popping Water the waterbed as
1: well, like, that's I will here. say the waterbed scene I thought was a legitimate kind of laugh out loud moment for me. I did I did, did, I did laugh listening. pretty hard at the waterbed when he mm-hmm. when she when um Kim comes home and surprises him in the room and he ends up popping the waterbed like I was like well why did you put him on a waterbed in the first right. place
0: well and he he sees the waterbed like twenty minutes right. earlier and he he pops one hole in it and he's able right. to plug the hole and I will right. say as a waterbed owner when I was a child <laughs> like popping the waterbed was always a huge fear of mine. Because it would have been just been a total disaster. Yeah. Uh, this
1: is the thing is that, I mean, this, this movie is full of connections to other movies as well from just little things like that, because, I mean, that may connect to a movie that might come up later. Oh, interesting.
0: I, I can't even Johnny know what that is. A is Johnny that... Depp
1: on a waterbed. Oh. Interesting. And knives for fingers. I have no idea. I guess I'll find out. I guess we'll find
0: out. Yeah. Um No, I mean, I think yeah, I think, like, like, this movie is strange but it's Mm -hmm. going for it um and you know it doesn't have to the logic doesn't have to really check out right like this is clearly a fantasy and as a kid i didn't really realize what how fantastical this was but this is like as a it's like okay like they live in this bright this bright uh neighborhood and at the end of the cul-de-sac is this giant gothic castle right and it's and Peg is just now deciding she's going to go in there and check it out after right, like, like she's never seen it before. No. Right. Exactly. I will um, say
1: I really love like Diane Weiss character is the highlight of the movie for me. Mm. Um, I really love like how instantly sympathetic and mothering she is. Like it would have been so easy to have the first character he interacts with be awful. Mm-hmm. And it really like kind of puts you at ease when she's not afraid of him no like no she she is like she's very much like him yeah yeah and i and i kind of love that um it you know it's it's like that's what like unconditional love looks like and that Mm -hmm. was so i i really like that from this character and i really love the um dinner table interactions that she and the dad have with edward when they're like trying to like talk to him about like life and Mm -hmm. what he can do like well now you got to go get a job and you know what do you what do you want to do with yourself in five years son right
0: and i like that um yeah i do like that edward is kind of like drax in that Mm -hmm. he doesn't understand nuance and language at all and he just takes everything very literally and they call it out eventually but there are some funny moments that happen as a result of that Mm -hmm. um and and I like that, you know, the ways that Edward is able to fit in with society, right, where he becomes Edward kebab hands at one point right. and, and he's, he's like, opening beers for people. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it's like it, there is some heart there is some heartwarming moments in this as well. Sure. Um, and I do want to just jump back because you talked about the scene where Kim mm-hmm. comes home and Edward's sleeping in her bed, which like they should have put true. a note on the door or something. Like, let her know, like, they, there's a strange yeah. man in your bed. But she came back early. How are we to know? Right. Like, yeah. Um or like, hey Kim, do you mind if this strange boy sleeps in your bed right, uh, right. while you're gone? Well, they it's were in, they were camping in the mountains, so they were unreachable. Yeah, but like, it, true. And there's no cell phones back then. But just like, put a note right. on the door or something. Uh, also, you have a, you clearly have a pull out sofa in your basement. So right. like, why did do the beginning? putting him on a waterbed is just a terrible plan for many reasons? Uh, it's... but one of which is that he has scissors for hands.
1: So right. exactly, uh, yeah. it's it's like foreshadowing. It's intentional. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's over the head. It's Pee-wee Herman humor. Yeah. Well, that's fitting since Tim Burton. Yeah, exactly. Tim Herman. Yeah, I know.
0: Um, that's why I yeah. It. I I will say, and I'm not usually a huge Johnny Depp fan, but I think Johnny Depp does a really good job with. He doesn't say much in this movie. Very he's very soft, quiet. Yeah. yeah, but he's not you know, if you look at Johnny Depp's letterbox profile, right, his picture is like he's yeah. got his hair in front of his face, he's got a goatee yeah. and open shirt, he's just like what you would
1: imagine Johnny yeah, Depp's. like. He's much light. closer to quiet, nuance, crybaby 21 Jump Street emo Johnny Depp in this mm-hmm. movie. Original 21 Jump Street. It, yeah, original 21 Jump Street. Um, Johnny Depp, like the, you know, quiet bad boy of Hollywood, mm-hmm. than the Jack Sparrow version 2000s Johnny Depp.
0: I mean, if you look through Johnny Depp's filmography, like just of the last, like his recent stuff, it's just like, like he's just become like a parody of himself, right? He's, I mean, really recently he hasn't been in much, but then you go to like, you know, Mordecai, um, (laughs) like Dark Shadows, which I think was also Tim Burton. Burton, Yeah, Tim Burton, Um, based on the 60s
1: TV show. Yeah,
0: yeah, all of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah, love those
1: things. Yeah, Have which see I've those? seen the
0: first. I've seen the first. I like the first one. I haven't seen anything past the first one. Um, is, are the, is the whole series good? I don't know. I've, I've
1: only seen the first one. Okay, because there's been like was, four or five of them. It's making a Michael Bolton reference. It's funny.
0: Oh, oh right. Sorry, my head. What, right over my head. Seen those things? Uh, great. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah, and then it's like, it's funny, and I'm sure Sweeney Todd will come up, because right. it's like, basically, like, it's about a barber, and it's a gothic Tim Burton mm-hmm. movie starring Johnny Depp. It's like, almost a remake of this, I would
1: imagine uh charlie and the chocolate factory like he's just in so Todd predates edward scissor hands i promise it's a, it's Broadway musical well but the movie though okay is, yes, yes yes yeah yeah um <laughs> I, I, yes
0: I, all right i know um i don't know yeah i just like you just see johnny depp attached to a project and you just kind of raise right, really right. although uh you know i do i do love rango and he was the lead in rango oh, um, i've seen rango oh that's that's a really fun one uh And, you know, you look at Tim Burton, it's the same kind of thing, right? Like, Tim Burton had some, like, really interesting movies early in his career. He had both Batman movies, Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands. And then uh, it gets progressively weirder. And then they just, like, yeah, yeah, and, like, then, like, his Planet of the Apes wasn't very good. And then he gets into, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Alice in Wonderland, Dark Shadows. Like, all movies that are Tim Burton and Johnny Depp both
1: being weird together. And And how much, like, like, how, that, that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake is so detestable. I never saw it. I never saw that. I never
0: saw Alice in Wonderland because I like the originals. I'm like, I don't need that. Um, Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, and Dark Shadows. I feel like there's another movie like Dark Shadows that came around the same time. Might be What We Do in the Shadows. What We Do in the
1: Shadows. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that I was just like, I don't need to watch Dark Shadows. There you go. Um, yeah. I mean, it's. I don't know. It's just one of those where they have a they have an interesting like both of them do Mm -hmm. something very interesting in different ways, but Mm -hmm. it just sometimes works. And then sometimes can get really kind of overdone at least for me. So, right. um, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe that Dumbo was good. I don't think I heard anything about it. And then it doesn't look yeah. like Tim Burton has anything on the, on the horizon. Um, yeah. would you want to watch like a sequel or a remake of this
1: movie or anything? No, no, I'm good. <laughs> My life is fine with Edward Scissorhands. Um, yeah. I think the biggest thing is like, if they were going to it would have to be a prequel mm-hmm. that more focused on the dr frankenstein aspect of the vincent price character
0: mm.
1: like maybe maybe but we, didn't we get it,
0: enough of that in the flashbacks
1: i mean weird. i guess we like I mean, find out why he created it yeah exactly maybe we could see a couple failed attempts that would be really freaky like make it make it much more of a horror movie mm-hmm. that could be really interesting
0: yeah um danny elfman very good in this as well um Absolutely. like not in it but his score um yeah he's always good yeah yeah i, I it, he sets the tone of just the like creepy mm-hmm. fairy tale um much like he sets the tone for batman returns for like the adventure uh the adventure comic book yep score so yeah. um have you ever played edward 40 hands
1: brendan I'm
0: not. And I think you would I die play. if you play. Yeah, you're I would so small. Die you're dying. Dying. I'm, I'm, I'm good. My life is fine.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, I've done it a couple times. There's some pictures of me in college playing over 40 hands. It's God, fun. Man.
2: Yeah. It's,
0: it, it is fun. But then when you get to like halfway through the second 40, you just have to pee. Obviously, I always have to pee all the time. But like you really have to pee when that when you get there. And you are like Edward's other hands. You cannot undo your zipper. So you're just right. like you have to just keep drinking. Um, Yeah. I don't know if I would ever play Edward Forty Hands again.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I guess he never had to go to the bathroom, right? I mean. He's a robot. I don't think he has to go to the bathroom. Interesting.
0: Yeah. But I think a lot of the, like, maybe he doesn't even need to eat, although he does seem eating. Um,
1: yeah. I like when he's I'm trying happy.
0: to eat the peas. Because, yeah. honestly, without a spoon, eating peas is just about as hard as having yeah. scissor hands trying to eat peas. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like how uh, Vincent Price says humiliation and discomfort. Um, yeah. And I wish we got more Vincent Price in this movie. I think that's my like number one complaint because he was so good and he was barely in it. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, I'm not super familiar with Vincent. I mean, I know like Vincent Price, but I don't think I've seen him in very much stuff. Um, but you know, he just carries that aura of like the creepy, you know, creepy horror movie guy. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was great to see him in this. Um, in my memory, it was actually that Edward killed Vincent Price, and not that he died of a heart attack. That like, it was sort of like Edward accidentally stabs him with the scissors and kills him, right. which I think would have been a very interesting, probably the wrong way to go with the character, but it would have yeah. been really interesting if he was responsible for his father's death. So, um, all right, what else is there? I mean, I'm sure there's more to talk about in this movie. Um, What let are we not him, covering?
1: Why don't we take in some feedback or and see uh, where the discussion goes from here on this? I, I think I'm out of immediate things that are... Talking Anthony about. Michael
0: Hall, what do you think about his character? Anything on him?
1: It's nice to see him um, sort of have the opposite of... get to play the opposite of the dorky, mm-hmm. bullied teenager in, that he was playing in, you know, classic John Hughes 80s films. Mm-hmm. To see him get to be the bully... Was an interesting was an interesting take.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So I didn't. I mean, I I think it's good. I mean, I think it's fine. Um, at the end of the movie, he sort of like. I mean, while he is drunk and he gets his friend to drunk drive him over to Kim's house, he does kind of have a point getting Edward off of the little brother. Like when he does, I mean, he does go too far, but like. Yeah.
0: That is, like, one of the things, and it happens a lot in this movie, Yeah. where the characters don't just, like, like, in real life, the characters would be like, oh, I was trying to say, like, it, there, yeah. somebody would they say, say, say something, either the, yeah. either Nick, or not Nick, uh, that's his character in a movie that yeah. I'm going to talk about later, uh, either Kevin or Edward would be like, I was trying to save you, you're, the car was about to hit you, or Kevin would be like, yeah. that's fine, but get off me because you're cutting my face.
1: Right, oh. exactly, and yeah. There's a couple we, other
0: moments in this yeah. movie where, like, the characters just don't talk, and then... Right. They don't say what's going on, and then there's misunderstandings, and then the people are right, are exactly. blaming Edward because he's the other. And I do like that, like, yeah, like that. This movie shows like a mob mentality, and everybody like blames Edward for this because he's different. Um, I also think um, there's a beautiful moment when Edward is is carving the ice. Yeah, and that is we crazy. see we see Kim dancing, and you know it's like just like the music that goes with it and you see the snow falling that's down like the, on her the
1: iconic scene from this movie
0: yes yeah
1: and I love that moment and
0: then that it's immediately messed up by Anthony Michael Hall's character Jim coming in and yeah. Interrupting. um and like messing things up and then and then Edward cuts Kim yeah. it was just like I just I yeah I, I mean I I get that that's kind of adds to the emotional weight of that scene yeah. that you go from like really beautiful to something really tragic but For it sure. just it just like it, you took like the most beautiful scene of the movie and you just like stopped short with right,
1: it. Right, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. just kind of ruined it.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the framing device? So we have the movie told from an old Kim's perspective,
1: uh, bookending it. She's telling her granddaughter the story of Edward Scissorhands. That feels like um, such a tropey story device for movies in the late 80s, early 90s. Or, I mean, uh, there, like there are a lot of movies as well. That, yeah. <laughs> There are a lot of movies that make that'll may come up later in listener suggestions mm-hmm. that have this same framing device. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yep. most mostly, I think I think about Hook. Oh, interesting. Um, that wasn't. That didn't I really think didn't about another one that is going to come up that I've seen in listener suggestions and I don't necessarily want to say it right now. But I mean, there's a lot of it gets used a lot, and it's fine. Um, it's it just feels a little trophy at this point. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, it was so obvious that was Winona Ryder. Like, it's yeah. like, that's like Winona oh, Ryder's bad. voice. Yeah, it was like, like, it's not even disguised She's at like all. 17. Like, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you think that there's any chance that the story of Edward Scissorhands is not true? And that's why there's like things that were like, well, how does that work? And she made this up as like a bedtime story for her granddaughter. Sure. That's a very creepy bedtime story. Tell it's a very
1: terrible bedtime story, but yeah. sure. Um, what is the moral in the end? <laughs> This is daughter. where the snow
0: comes from. This is I guess the we snow see it, it is it, does, it is real because then they go out the window and we do see Edward yeah. back in the castle like tending to right. his things. Sure, um, she's not imagining that. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because this obviously takes place like 70 years in the future, 60 years in the future from when this movie, so this movie is 1990, so 60 years is this is 2050 that she's telling the story to her granddaughter about. Well, is this movie really set in the 90s? Yeah, I think the cars, that's like a 1990s model car. Okay. I thought this so, movie was set earlier just because... No, and like uh, the beers that they're drinking and stuff, that, that okay. all looks like it's... I mean, it is 31 years ago from now. Okay. Um, so we're we're closer to when she's telling the story than when oh the movie boy. came out. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, play, kinda, that Don't yeah. play that game. Don't play that game. Doesn't look like technology has advanced very far in 2050. No, definitely not. No. <laughs>
1: um all right, I think that's I yeah, think that's I all of my things. Telling the story in 1990 about a time 30 years
0: prior, maybe. I but no, no, then the, the movie would need to take place, and it would be interesting if this movie did play, take place in the 60s. But no, it, it definitely takes place in like the current time mm. they're Okay. So, all right, let's get into listener feedback um, and see what people had to say, and I'm sure that'll spur some things. Um, oh, the other thing I was gonna say, so she's was in love with Edward because of like her two days that she fell in love with him, right? Uh, but clearly got over him because she had a child at some point yeah yeah which i feel like came up as you do much uh, like you know wasn't there a movie that we were talking about earlier this year i'd have to look back where the there was like a love story but then they ended up having kids later on um Uh, i don't know it's not coming to mind just no it's not coming to mind either um i mean it's yeah well we'll see when we get to connections all right let's start with jeff um and Jeff says, uh, I knew Jeff was not going to be happy about this movie. And he was not. Of all the great directions you could have gone, you chose the scissor hands path. It's almost like you guys picked it to irritate me for a couple of hours. <laughs> uh, not even two hours, Jeff. Yeah. Uh,
2: this is I a movie impressed.
0: I remember seeing and thinking, not the worst movie I've ever seen. Super weird, but not unwatchable. For sure, I'll never watch that again, though. And then along comes Zach and Brendan <laughs> making me watch it again. The result is the same. This is a super weird movie that was not the worst thing that I've watched but one that I hope to never watch again. I have nothing really to say other than it's very strange and very Tim Burton-esque movie. I kept thinking uh, and still am thinking, why is this movie ever made? So now here's my Christmas wish for the podcast. No more Tim Burton movies. I give it 1.5.
1: Bummer. Damn, uh, Jeff. We didn't even talk I mean, about the Christmas of this movie also. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I actually like, I think it's probably, if I broke down Tim Burton movies, I really like, Against like Burton movies that I don't like, it probably is 5050. Mm-hmm. And it's probably a early career versus late career. And Big Fish is probably the last like great movie I think he made.
2: Mm.
1: Like probably that's where the cutoff is for me. Well, but, how many have you seen after Big Fish?
0: Um, good question. Probably not that many. Probably uh, not that many. I remember I saw the the Planet of the Apes movie before I saw mm. the original Planet of the Apes movie, and I was so confused by the end of that movie right um, yeah <laughs> all right megan
1: librarian go for it all right this movie which is not as not scary at all is an old favorite tim burton made three movies in a row that were on heavy rotation during my tween years beetlejuice batman and this one which for me and probably many others birthed a bit of a crush on johnny depp uh i'm over it now she says uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Burton's sense of strange and unusual is put to great use in the portrayal of the candy colored suburb that somehow lies right next to Edward's creepy castle. The townspeople are all hilarious. I particularly enjoyed Alan Arkin playing it totally straight as the dad. For me, what makes this movie truly magical is the fairy tale quality of the story and the framing device of Kim as an old woman telling her granddaughter about Edward. Oops. (laughs) Kim is a great character. She's a cynical teenager on the outside, but in her bedroom, she still has all her stuffed toys and her collection of snow globes. Edward brings out that childlike innocence in her. We see it in her joy when he's dancing, when she's dancing in snow. Then the world comes in and spoils it. The idea that Edward makes it snow just for her every year is so lovely. And that ending is pretty damn perfect. Sometimes you can still catch me dancing in it. Five stars. You forgot the crying emoji that she has at the end. Crying emoji. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's very much whiplash between Jeff and Megan. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to make sure I placed these two back to back, is that I think that there is a point of view between the two of them that... um, And it could just be as simple as generational. It could be as simple as, um, you know, fairy tales work for some people and they don't for others. Um, And Megan viewing this as a perfect fairy tale, I think, um, you know, whereas I I think it's actually, I mean, if it's a fairy tale, it's an incredibly flawed one. But Mm -hmm. then again, most grim fairy tales were this dark when they were originally written. So I kind of see the point there in calling it a dark fairy or even a fairy tale because i mean most of the classic fairy tales in their original iterations before they got disney-fied were really really dark Mm -hmm. and really really tragic and so tim burton making his own version of a grimm's fairy tale um is certainly a good way to look at this movie and interpret it for sure yeah i
0: mean you mentioned beauty and the beast earlier i mean this movie Mm -hmm. is not you know, this movie is basically Beauty and the Beast, right? I yeah. mean, like you even have the dancing scene; it yeah. lines up very well with Beauty and the Beast as, as we're talking about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think, and I think for for Jeff, probably what I'm getting is what's hard for him to get past is just kind of the like, it's dark, but it's also it's just weird, right? And it does it take takes, you out yeah. of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes me out of it. You know, I was able to eventually get over it, but like in my head, I was like, God, Edward Scissorhands is so scary. I still think it's like creepy. I'm not afraid. I feel like I've confronted my Edward Scissorhands fear. I'm like, I'm like Kevin McAllister going down to the basement. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not afraid anymore. I go. can do it. But, um, yeah, I, I, It does, it does add like a barrier to entry for this movie, which is why I'm just shocked this Mm -hmm. is on Disney Plus, like put it on Hulu, I get that there's
1: the 20th Century Fox thing, but put this movie on Hulu, not Disney. I mean, I Um, do like it as a commentary on the Disney movies that were coming, about to come out at that time, as like a counterpoint to you know, the the Little Mermaids is, and the Beauties and the Beasts is, and the Pocahontai. <laughs> You're adding so all, many plurals to things. You know, that, that that were all about to come out around that time, and to have, like, a dark fairy tale counterpunch, like, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I, actually really like Megan
0: mentioned snow globes. I didn't yeah. notice for snow globes, uh, so to speak, but I really love thinking about the scene of Kim dancing in the snow as a snow globe. Right. Mm-hmm. And that it is, and maybe this is actually like a, a counterpoint to my, my complaint about that scene getting cut off by something bad happening is that for those five seconds that she's dancing, she is in a snow globe. You yeah, see nobody exactly. else around her, You just see her dancing in the snow and then the snow globe shatters and everything gets bad That's after that. Um, yep. And so I I do like kind of that idea of it. I think they need to get Kim in the movie earlier. Um, yeah, it's so. We need to build needs up. to be
1: there from the beginning.
0: Yeah, we need to build up a little bit more of the, like, why she loves Edward.
1: Or um, you don't have her at all and it's the mom.
0: No, that would have been weird. You, it's already weird enough that you have the neighbor, Joyce, who yeah, is, correct. like, sexually attracted to head Edward and then, uh, like, mounts him in the back of the of the slot like, All of that was just, like, that was great. just. You know, it's just like doesn't really help the movie any at all. Yeah. So I get that they're trying to show that, like, the neighbors really take a liking to him, even mm-hmm. though he's an outcast. Uh, but like, what do you think is going to happen? Right? I mean, like he's a he's like a, a robot teenager and you're mounting him. I do like when he drinks the whiskey. That was funny. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, let's go to Kyle's feedback. Kyle says this movie is re goddamn ridiculous. What's mm-hmm. up with Jim? What's up with Jim? We could ask that for oh, a couple of What's true. up, Doc? Uh, it's not okay to tell your girlfriend's little brother to knock it off bubble butt.
2: <sighs> that's
0: <know>, fine. <laughs> uh, like, we all think that's weird, right? Yeah. And then he talks about how tightly his dad hangs onto his dick. It's not right. Yeah, it's not great. When does he talk about his dad hanging? When they go into like, when they, the dad's, like, bedroom? Tra- yeah, when they go in to try to break into the, yeah. Uh, Do you, I don't understand what happened there. Do you understand right. what happened there? No, not really. I mean, they were trying to steal something from his dad for insurance, but his dad has a panic room and the panic room closes and locks Edward yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I yeah, didn't really weird.
1: understand all that.
0: No. Uh, I do remember the panic room scene, though, and I remember, like, that was scary as a kid. Mm. Um, I like the guy who played the cop, too. Yeah. Uh, he's he's, he hasn't been on a ton of stuff, but a couple things. Uh, I can pull up his name because I don't have it quite in front of me. It is uh, Dick Anthony Williams. He plays Officer Allen in this movie. He was also in Dog to Afternoon, The Jerk, Mo Better Blues, and then a whole bunch of movies nobody's seen. Um, going back to Kyle's review, 3.25 is his rating. So
1: he's nice. basically right in the middle of Megan and Jeff. Good. All right. Uh, Owen says, uh, well, he was a bit of a nasty bro with major Biff vibes. Was I the only one at the end of the film shocked at how callous and unbothered the neighbors seemed to be by the death of Jim? Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah. He gets killed at the end. He gets killed at the end and nobody cares.
2: Yeah.
1: Nobody cares. They're like, uh, whatever. They're like a oh, they're mm-hmm. like you have you have Edward's glove.
0: All it it. Yeah. Yeah, to come and
1: yeah. uh even Winona Ryder's character should realize her part in Jim's downfall. Is that, that a joke? A Is that much... like a play on words Going at yeah. a downfall? Absolutely, it was. Good job, Woman. Appreciate yeah. that. <clears throat> a good film for linking. I will give it that. The biggest vibes I got was a TV show, though, uh very desperate housewives in its structure, which I wasn't expecting. I guess I can be happy for the film to exist, as I loved the Barber episode of Seinfeld. Still didn't find out how he went to the toilet. I think Did we cut? answered that. I think because he's, yeah, he yeah. he's a robot, he doesn't use the toilet. Because he's an automaton, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Diane Least and Alan Arkin were great. Uh, loved to have had a film with their adventurers more so. Uh, Scissorhands and Death were just all a bit too dull to care about while seeking entertainment. Rating two out of five. That's pretty uh, low for. A have you watched Desperate Housewives? I've not. I've never Desperate Housewives. Me neither. I think
0: that came out the same year as uh, as Lost, I believe.
1: Okay. Yeah, that would make sense. I think they were part of that Wednesday night block, right? Something like Or that, whatever yeah. it was, yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe Grey's Anatomy came out around the same yeah. time
0: as well, like the, the big ABC for anti-drama. Nice. All right, so uh, like so two, two out of five for, yep, for Two, and now I also pulled Mac's score of Letterboxd, which is a
1: four out of five.
0: Four out of five for Mac. Yep. Um, I don't think he ever sent any suggestions, even though I asked him a few times. Oh. All right, Stefan. Okay, so I didn't finish it yet. I ran out of time. uh, (laughs) Stefan's probably finished it by now, Uh, but the first half is surprisingly well done. The creepy, the creepiest thing is seeing Johnny Depp be so reserved. Mm -hmm. Alan Arkin is also fun as Bill, who had any idea suburbanites would be so cool with a scissor handed man. And after only seeing Anthony Michael Hall as a kid and as an adult, seeing him in his early 20s, finally pull uh, finally fill in the physical appearance gap between The Breakfast Club and The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. 3.5 with the res- the right to reserve this in a few days when I finish. Uh, he says he will send his final score before next year. He promises. So. Nice. I uh, forgot Anthony Mackie. Is, is in the Dark Knight.
1: That's kind of. A- uh, yeah, he's um is he is he the commissioner? Who is he?
0: No, he's not the commissioner. Um, because that was um, what's his name?
1: Uh, Gary Oldman. I think he's one of the guys on the boat. Maybe. Um,
0: oh, okay. I, 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 yeah, I'd have to I'd have to go back and look. I haven't watched uh, that forever.
1: All right, uh, Jim says, Edward hands. it's still great fun. Uh, it's a modern fairy tale that hits all of the boxes. Interesting premise, protagonist that you can root for, bittersweet ending, four and a half out of five for Jim Crumley. Wow, Jim Zach, is much higher gonna, on this than I was yeah, expecting. Me too. So that's right. going to average us to a 3.3 from the listeners.
0: Yeah, I think I'm a two. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I'm, I'm just low on this movie. I mean, I, it's got some interesting visual stuff, but so much of the movie just doesn't really work. It, I, it's losing points for scaring me as a child. Although I guess it should like gain points for being so effective visually for that. So make that a 2.5. Make it a 2.5. Um, and the music is great. Um, mm. I do like seeing Johnny Depp not be like zany Johnny Depp. I think Winona Ryder is pretty effective as well. Mm. Um, but just, in, I just like did not enjoy myself watching this movie. Is my big.
1: Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. I'm right between um, Megan the Librarian and Jeff. Um, Everybody's I, between Megan the Librarian and Jeff. Yeah, good point, good point. But, um, you know, the more we've talked about the twisted fairy tale allegory, like, that makes me appreciate what the movie was trying to do more. The question for me is, did it do those things effectively that it was trying to do and I don't think it did. Mm-hmm. I don't think it hit all of the things that it should have hit to to be as to be as effective as a twisted fairy tale as it needed to be. Um there's a lot to love visually, as you said. Um there's some really solid performances, but the movie just doesn't completely hang together for me. Um I think I'm gonna land at a three. Like I'm gonna Great. go slightly higher than you. Yeah. And landed at three, and that's mostly for Gaia Weast and Alan Arkin. Yeah. Um, as the as the mom and dad. So I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna land at three and let's see what that averages us. That's gonna I like that the us. movie takes a big swing.
0: I yeah, I, I give it that. Like it it doesn't work. Um it yeah. for me, it works for other people. Um, but you know, whatever. It's you know, it's 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 an interesting movie. We had more to talk about with this movie than I was yeah. expecting. I did not think for we were sure. gonna go this long, so uh,
1: you know, and that's going to that's gonna make us a 2.81 overall average for a three on Letterbox. So there you go. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Maybe Stefan's score or anybody else who's listening. If
0: you have scores from this yep. whole year to send in, send it in. Uh, you have nine days to send it in. Absolutely. Ten days to send it in. So. Uh, All right, Uh, let's quickly go through some connections. Uh, So connections, obviously, we already mentioned for connections last week. We had Tim Burton. We had, uh, I think, Jim Crumley, because this is his suggestion Mm -hmm. last week. I think he said there was like 78 cast and crew connections between the two movies. Uh, And we
1: had the uh, creepy mansion with the wrought iron gate that we see at the beginning. Um, We see uh, a parent dying before the child. Um, We see... We see that the house
0: well we also see the parent dying before the child in in Batman returns that's in the first Batman that's true yeah um I'm thinking I'm he thinking has the of memory. parents oh yeah. yeah they didn't well they died but not before not in front of him but he does live with the memory you know it's like he has those memories right, right, right. that he goes back to uh when Edward is destroying the house, when you know things start to fall apart and he's like mm. going it's like almost the exact same way the Catwoman uh, right. origin is because he's going down his his scissors are scraping the wallpaper down, he messes up the bathroom, the towels, the drapes, all yeah. that. Very similar to Catwoman. Speaking of similar to Catwoman, we also have a character falling out the window. Yeah. Uh although this time the character didn't have nine lives, just one life. So that's one. Yeah. Um, and then I also wrote on Edward is adopted, which is sort of like yeah. uh uh, the penguin character is adopted and like he's an outcast brought into society. I mean there's right. you know I think I think it's interesting through line that you have this outcast who is um
1: and Lydia is an outcast in Beetlejuice as well. I mean and they probably- also have non uh, non-natural hands. Oh true yeah for being yeah. close to humans. I mean he mm-hmm. has penguin flippers and mm-hmm. Edward has his sister hands. Um yeah. that's a pretty obvious one.
0: Yeah I think Tim Burton definitely uses the uh, outcast characters a lot. Mm-hmm. He he relies on the outcast character characters a lot. Um, um, we also
1: have those two characters being used for PR purposes.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Cobblepot with his um, campaign air, yeah. and Edward being put Mayor. on a TV talk show. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so, that's true. Yeah,
0: he was putting, um, uh, All right. Before we get into connections from other movies this year, what are you thinking for title connection? Like Tim Burton's Christmas. Um. Tim Burton in there. Um, Tim Burton. Tim Burton's gothic Christmas. We could say. Tim Burton's gothic Christmas. Sure. i almost thought of just about just making the title. The nightmare before Christmas. But that would be confusing. Because people would think. We did the nightmare before Christmas. The night Burton before Christmas. Yeah. Uh. Did we need a Lil. If we're going to have a Burton. In this. Stop it. We're talking Where about Outcasts. Aren't we? Gee, I don't know. Yeah. I mean. If we're talking about Burton and Outcasts. I think we need a Lil. Uh, outcasts. Cincinnati. Yeah. All right. What do you got for. Uh. I got a bunch of connections. Written down for movie. Other movies. Uh do you, want me to go uh,
1: first? you want to go? Yeah. So, uh, connects us to movies we've done earlier this year. Why don't you start? All right. So, Edward's father dies. We have uh, yep. daddy
0: issues in this movie. Bill is a bowling champion. Big Lebowski. Yep. yep. Got Rube Goldberg machines.
1: Specifically, yes, that was breakfast my big food.
0: One. Yeah. So, Back to the Future. Also, the Rube Goldbergness of uh, Final Destination. Yep. There you go. Suburbia with sharp objects. Serial mm-hmm. mom.
1: Yep. Um, I also thought about the um, the uh, sense since since sensationalism sensationalism of Edward that you have with Serial Mom. Also, doesn't Serial Mom um, kill somebody with scissors? Yes. Yep. Or attempts to. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there yeah. you go. Sewing scissors. Yep.
0: Uh, and there is sewing in both movies as well. There you um, go. Uh, TV on camera, got Magnolia in Catch yeah. Me If You Can with a TV show. We yeah. have uh, opening a bank account that happened in Catch Me If You Can. We have a suitcase full of money. It wasn't quite a suitcase, but in The Sting, we did have the uh, envelope full of money um, yeah. that kicked things off. Uh, we have a character named Jim. Uh, And also a dead teen at the end, which is Rebel Without a Cause. But specifically, Jim is a bully, which is like Biff. And then also there was a bully in Rebel Without a Cause. And the last one I wrote down is we have a crazy inventor, which is like Back to
1: the Future. Young Young Frankenstein. Come on. Our very first movie of the year. This movie is the most connected to Young Frankenstein that we've done. I mean, it's literally they try to put Edward on a show for entertainment. I mean, mm-hmm. they they might as well have been singing, putting on the Ritz. Oh, yeah, show. that's very good I, I, um, I mean, memory. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very um, G. Wilder, um, which is ironic because he played Willy Wonka and Tim Burton. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a big like circle. So, yeah, it's like a big circular right thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, the framing device is similar to Who
0: frame or Who yeah. shot, uh, Liberty Valance, yeah. uh, shot Liberty Valance? Um, yeah, the man who shot Liberty Valance. Yeah, I, mean, I was trying to think of other uh, other things do to do. Do we go have on. any other ones of those yeah. That's year? I think yeah, no, I mean, I think we've had some others. Uh, Brookback Mountain, that didn't have a frame. No, it did not. Um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is sort of a fairy tale, though. Um, it, it is, is. Totally like yeah, a fairy tale. Okay. So, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I think that I mean, we had a lot of movies with like teens and and yep. you know teens, uh, freaky as well, teen and sharp objects. Yep. Um, and uh, 1990, I think we had a couple movies from 1990 as well. Um, I don't think this yep. is the only 1990 movie we've done this year. Um, just really quickly looking. Um well, maybe it is the only nineteen ninety movie we did this year. It is,
1: never mind. Uh, this year, yes. Uh we I did made that Tracy up. last year. Yeah, I made that up. Um all right. Well, speaking of last year, what's your movie map? What is the best connection
0: uh, to last year's movie?
1: The one that I decided to go with is what we do with the shadows. Um, because it's basically taking these gothic characters and putting them into modern times and they don't understand anything about how to live in the modern world. Mm-hmm. And so they're constantly like accidentally hurting people and not sure, and like also dealing with random mundane day to day tasks like cleaning the lawn and making dinner and mm-hmm. doing the dishes. So it, yeah, it, it very much reminded me of what we do in the shadows. In that oh, way. interesting. Yeah, I would have thought more
0: Interview with a Vampire if you're going to go with, you know, that that time when we were doing the vampire movies back to back because we did do those movies back to back. Also, mm-hmm. in terms of like a movie from uh, – I think Interview with a Vampire was 90 – was there – it was 94. It was not the 90s. Not early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought of two later in the mo- in the year that we did. Um, immediately, I was thinking Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead in terms yeah. of kind of the dark comedy, um, burnout teens sitting in the back of the van. But um, – the more we talked about it, I think like a Christmas movie in suburbia with bad things happening and a child, a young, precocious child named Kevin. Uh, I think yeah. you got to go home
1: alone.
2: It is. And I think um,
1: obviously yeah. we have the Beetlejuice connections with Burton mm. and um, the gothic horror elements of And that. Winona Ryder and, well. Yeah, Winona rider and a mansion
0: mm-hmm.
1: and hedges. Yeah. And Beetlejuice yeah. was one before
0: this correct that was uh, two before this yeah because it was 88 batman was 89 Scissor Hands was 90 well that's yep. quite a run for burton to yeah. do and then batman returns was 92 and he so, had and like, he had Wee's
1: big adventure right before that yeah in 86 uh, yeah
0: so
1: there you go um it's
0: a good run it's a good run yeah. so um we will talk about something with the movie map i don't know what we're going to do with the movie map but we will talk about that in our bonus episode somehow maybe the movie that was chosen the most for the movie map or something i don't know mm-hmm. we have that tracked somewhere. So, um, all right. Uh, so that, yeah, average score 2.81 rounds up to a three for letterbox purposes. If you have a score and it was not sent in movie, at letter movie. Send that stuff into us. Uh, Brennan, should we get into suggestions for next week? Absolutely. Let's find out. We're watching the last movie of season two. Amazing. Two years looks. Uh, so. We will see what we will be going to next. It is anything that connects to Edward's Sister Hands in any way that you can justify. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just a reminder for next week, uh, we are not, con- I mean, if you find a movie that connects off of this that fits the criteria, that's fine. But we are most looking for movies that were suggested in season two of the Movie Ladder podcast. That were not picked, obviously. That were not picked. Yes, we're not doing any repeats. Um, you know, better if it's a movie that you suggested that you're resuggesting, but it does not have to be that. Right. Uh, if you give an explanation that gives your movie a better likelihood of being chosen. Um, we will put the link to the, the letterbox watch list, which has all of the movies cho- uh, suggested on this podcast in there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I'll just figure out what page you, you know, if you go through page, like whatever, I'll put that in the description when I post this there podcast. You. Uh, also feel free to reach out to Brendan. If you need some help figuring yep. out if a movie was suggested, uh, I archive all of our emails
1: yeah. and all of the suggestions.
0: Also, if you answer. look on, another way you can do it is if you look up the movie on Letterboxd, if you're friends with the Movie Ladder podcast on there, um, it'll show you if it's in the Movie Ladder podcast watch list, which also there is, you go. is so beautiful. So, either way, uh, lots of ways to do it, but it does have to be a movie that was suggested last year. If you suggest something that was not suggested during this year, it is ineligible to be chosen. And uh, we will, we will see what we're going to be doing to kick off season three. But first, got to finish season two. So oh a lot kick, of pressure, a lot of pressure. What is going to be our last our last movie? Uh, so we start with Jeff and he says uh, his first one is Christmas Vacation, mm-hmm. Christmas movie and has a stress filled holiday party. Yep. Uh, Christmas movie season is going to be over, though, by next week. Indeed. Yeah. It'll be New Year's time. Yeah, it's New Year's time in Hollis, Queens. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. Argo. Go. Argo. Fuck yourself. Argo, Alan fuck Arkin. yourself. How uh, dare you. Yeah. And then uh, a movie I've never seen stars Johnny Depp. is Chocolat. Chocolat? You, yes. You've seen Chocolat? I've not seen the Chocolat. Oh, I forgot I had a question for you about Edward Scissorhands. We have to Okay, please. Uh, what is on your Mount Rushmore of scary movies when you were a kid? Uh,
1: Edward Scissorhands is definitely up there. Um yep. things that were not actual um scary movies. Yeah, not like more horror movies. Yeah, like, like um return cool. to I think return to Oz is one yep, people that's always go as well. to. Um yep. Yeah, I don't know. I, d- I would have to think more on it. I wasn't prepared for the question. Gremlins definitely. Oh, okay. Was, was really freaky. That wasn't
0: for me, but. Um, hmm. I would throw. I'll throw a couple on mine. Uh, one, and I share this one with Akiva. That is ET. ET scared no. the hell out of me as a no, kid. We, come on. My it's mom awesome. and I watched. My mom and I watched ET. I was very young, and. Um, we got to the last the last act of E.T. and I was so scared and having like just uh, so upset that she had to call my dad home from work to well, come that's, and that's, me. That's, that's upset, not being scared. Right. The but then I, I then I the had scared an ET. E.T. is going to die. I was, that's no, I was scared that he was going to come after me. Also, right. I don't know. I, I'm that's, irrational. Doesn't make any sense. I had an, I had an E.T. book okay. in my bedroom. And I had to like like I sometimes I would wake up and I would see it and I would have to turn it over and like not look at the cover because it was just E.T. was too scary
1: for me. Edward Scissorhands phone home.
0: And then this one, I guess I kind of have like a thing that I'm scared of, which is people in very white makeup because I also was very freaked out by powder. And I was like probably too old to be scared <laughs> wow. by powder. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, wow. that's yeah. weird, Zach. I know. All
0: right. That's <laughs> All right. Sp- speaking, speaking of movies. Of... That my, yeah. Speaking of movies that might freak people out. The Elephant Man. Oh, these are Megan the Librarian's suggestions. Yep. The Elephant Man. David Lynch's tale of an outcast who becomes a sensation seems to have been a major influence on Edward Scissorhands. Yep. Yeah, the next one is What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Johnny Depp's father dies and leaves him to fend for himself in his sleepy town. Uh, there's also a very horny or desperate housewife. Mm-hmm. And the last one, this is one that I figured would come up. This is one of those full circle ones. This is Ed Wood from 1994. Yep. Johnny Depp, Tim Burton, lead character named Edward Tim Burton has said he felt his own relationship with horror icon Vincent Price was similar to Ed Wood's relationship with Bella Lugosi. This would be a very fitting way to end the year because like young Frankenstein, it's a modern black and white film that references classic universal monster movies. Hundred
1: percent. Yeah, this is very much a, a, I have one more movie written down, but this is very much a full circle suggestion. It's one that I really wish that I had thought more about and stuff for last week, mm. but I get it. But yeah, yeah. maybe We'll, we we'll do it next it. week. Uh, to much to
0: Jeff's chagrin, we might do another Tim Burton movie next week. All right, Kyle's suggestions: Boy A, riveting early and often overlooked Andrew Garfield film about him trying to acclimate to a society that thinks he is a monster and are afraid for their children's safety around him. Uh, another one: Carol, a Christmas time romance in the 50s era setting. This is a beautiful film and is a great pick for this week. Uh, it's on my this movie is on my Christmas watch list that I created for this year, so I'm hoping yeah, I, I watch Carol one way yet. or the other um moon spoilers but you'll see the connection how has brendan not seen this one yet let's fix that
1: Ooh,
0: that's actually maybe a good one for two weeks from now i have no idea what if the connection is yeah, i've seen moon twice but i haven't i have no idea what the connection is between good night, the two movies. Moon. yeah uh and then the last one may it is on yeah. Kyle's watch list. There's a psychological horror movie about a lonely woman traumatized by a difficult childhood with Frankenstein elements. Could be a good bookend for movie ladder podcast season. Interesting. All right. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, Olin. Uh, his first one is Frankenstein from 1931. Great opportunity to go full circle on the year. Edward Scissorhands effectively reimagining the Frankenstein story from start to finish. Yep. Uh, this was okay. not, this was not one of the ones I had for a full circle, but I appreciate oh, all the full 15. circle. Series. Um, Next one, Princess Bride film opens with a grandpa telling their grandchild yep. a folklore story and some cutting with blades as well. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh,
1: it good. said, yeah, that's the one I was trying not to give away with the framing device. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah, I did think of that one. Uh, yeah, I have another one on my list that has our framing device. And, oh, man, lots
0: of David Lynch, Olin and Megan Librarians, uh, both suggesting David Lynch. Blue Velvet from 1987 says he got very heavy Blue Velvet vibes, Uh, lots of strong primary colors, seemingly idyllic town on the surface with a dark underbelly. Scissors play a pivotal role in the plot and a big focus on people hosing their lawns early in the film. There you
2: go. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Have you seen Blue Velvet? I have not. I saw it a long time ago when Mike Bloom and AJ Mass had a podcast. They covered Blue Velvet. Oh, AJ Mass Hanf- 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 is like a yeah, Hanf- is Hanf- like Hanf- an Hanf- expert on yeah. David Lynch movies. So, nice. all right, and then uh, can Jim make it two weeks in a row? We'll find out. So Jim Crumley says for next week, how about another film where Vincent Price plays an enigmatic loner? 1953's House of Wax, a little more conveniently uh, conventionally scary than Edward Scissorhands, but only streaming for free on AM- AMC Plus and Shutter. I do you believe mm-hmm. Shutter does like a free preview? If we did end up picking that, yep. All right, Stefan says, uh, Heathers, Winona Rider. Mm-hmm. Also, I'll add it's a you know dark, dark comedy, gothic movie. Uh Big Fish, the only Tim Burton movie so far that Stefan actually likes. Yep. And Princess Bride, a story being told by a uh, to a grandchild by their grandparent.
1: There you go.
0: Mm. Another go for Princess Bride. All right, I get to go next, right? Yep. I'm first. You go first. All right, so I had Ed Wood on my list. I will get rid nice. of that one. Um the first one, uh, the actor who plays Kevin, plays yep. plays a character named Nick in another movie from the early uh, 1990s about a crazy inventor Ooh. who messes with his child. That is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
1: Oh, good planets. one. I didn't realize that was the same kid. Yeah, no, nice. I
0: was clicking through and I was like, oh. so Nick is not the main child. He's the friend. Um, uh, I think he's the neighbor boy. Yeah, uh, he's, he's not, he's us. not Rick Moranis' son, but he's Oh, one. okay. He's the other one. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, next one. Um, a uh, gothic retelling or gothic telling of an original fairy tale type movie. Uh, it's mm. a movie that I have not revisited since it won Best Picture. And mm. Guillermo del Toro is in the news right now. That is Shape of Water.
1: Yeah.
0: And, uh, and about like an unconventional romance as well. Unconventional romance, man. Yeah. Um, I have a t- I actually have a lot of, I have a lot of movies written down. Uh, next one framing device old woman telling a story about a love from many many years ago from the jack! 1990s this is the late late 1990s yeah we've had lots of movies about a character named jack why not one more that is titanic
1: what a titanic wait in season
0: yeah. two. uh let's see what else do i want to do um i know what i want to do for my fifth one so i'm just picking one more uh unfortunately they're all movies i've seen before. Um, mm-hmm but I will go with another movie that is on my Mount Rushmore of movies that scared me as a child. I forgot to mention it earlier. Uh, you and I both watched Bruce Lee movies. His son, Brandon Lee was killed on the yep. filming of a uh, black, very black and white Gothic movie from the uh, early nineties. That is the crow. one. Yes. And my final one, um, sadly, I am leaving a bunch off. That would be kind of fun yep. to watch next week. Uh, Vincent price in a movie Uh-oh. about a Frankenstein character. And this is one I've never seen. Um, And this would take us full circle because we started with Young Frankenstein. How about Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein?
2: Ooh.
0: Yeah, it'd be very funny. It'd be we go Frankenstein uh, comedy,
1: both sides of the ladder.
0: So, yeah. and uh, I have a bunch of honorable mentions that I'll
1: mention after you say yours in case. I'm nice. uh, So the first one I want to mention is the. Uh, Diane Wiest, family comedy, um, also from, I believe, also from 1990, maybe 1991. Uh, Steve Martin, a Martin, uh, bunch of really great actors, really great cast. Uh, Parenthood. Um, she plays the corny mom. For Keanu, too, right? Yeah. Keanu's in that. Young Keanu, yep. And Rick Moranis. And one. Rick Moranis, yep, there you go. Um, also wanted to, uh, so we see Edward having to run around with scissors a lot in this movie for hands so running with scissors felt like an obvious uh title connection what um, is
0: running with scissors i don't know i've always i've heard never
1: of seen it, it um oh, okay. but i just know the title um obviously i'm gonna throw beauty and the beast in um because i thought it was such an obvious connection when i thought of it um, are you talking about
0: the cartoon or yeah the cartoon. Do
1: the, Kristen the, cartoon. Stewart one? the cartoon not the emma watson or emma watson yeah yeah, yeah not the emma watson Um, also, there are two movies that I thought about where a character has knives for fingers or knives that come out of their hands. Uh, Ah. The first one stars Johnny Depp in a sporting role where he gets. Spoiler alert, um, killed in bed, (laughs) Um, (laughs) Nightmare on Elm Street. Is is this the waterbed one or is the waterbed one coming? Um, I don't know. That is the waterbed one, isn't it? I don't think he's on a waterbed. maybe Maybe I'm mixing up a death in two and a death in one then. I don't know. Well, I don't remember a I know Waterbed guy in a Waterbed in one of the first two okay. time all Streets. Yeah, but um, okay. And my second one is a outcast who is forced away from society until he comes out of retirement to save a little girl, and that's Logan. He has knives for fingers, like ever Scissorhands. Ooh,
2: yeah. Oh yeah! So wow, nice.
1: I thought about Logan as my final connection, and I mm-hmm. thought it would be a really cool uh, way to end the movie ladder, to go from created, um, to one created mutant in Young Frankenstein to another created mutant in Logan. So we go yeah. from Young Frankenstein to Old Logan. Yeah, there you go, Old Man Logan. Yeah. Um. Uh, so those are my five. Yes. And I have uh, lots of honorable mentions. Um, thought about Pleasantville, just with the pastel dystopian, etc. Um, thought about Blow for Johnny Depp, which is a Johnny Depp movie I actually Ah, like. I do like Blow. That's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, Reality Bites for Winona Ryder, which I still Uh, haven't seen. Me neither. (laughs) Um, I also had Argo on my list. Uh, Glengarry Glen Ross I also thought about because it's Alan Arkin and he plays Mm. a salesman. I just don't feel like, the thing is, in... You know, this is like, I'm sorry, Jeff, I'm not going to pick Argo because I don't think like Alan Arkin was right. in Jeff, was enough. in Edward Scissorhands yeah. enough to like be the yeah, connection. He's not, he's not sexual enough. I agree. Yeah. And then, um, bested show for the dog curving. Nice. Thought about doing guested show. Um, I almost picked it until I, until I realized I should pick Logan.
0: Yeah, no, Logan's a good idea.
1: Uh, all right, so I have a lot that weren't on your list. So I have a
0: character named Edward in the title, uh, Friends yeah. of Eddie Croyle, which I know has come up a couple times. Well, yeah. Wizard of Oz, which we talked about earlier. I just didn't, didn't see him. Yeah. I didn't think of, if we're going to do Wizard of Oz someday. I just didn't think this was the right connection for yeah. it. Um, AI for a, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, you know, robot boy. Um, a 1990s uh, deviation off of a fairy tale. I wrote down Pretty Woman because that's yep. like a deviation off of Cinderella. I think it's Cinderella.
2: Um
0: mean. So I married an axe murderer, Alan Arkin yep. in Sharp Objects. Um,
1: he's, he's not a big enough role until I an axe murderer. Though. Yeah, I, I,
0: I haven't seen that movie in so long, I don't really remember it. So um, I was on Weird Science, 80s uh, mm-hmm. blind spot for me, because the connection could just be Weird Science, but also Anthony Hall. And then uh, this one I wanted to pick only because I loved the title connection we could have done for next week. Uh, so I thought about doing Little Women, the one with Donna Ryder. And yeah. the title connection could have been Edward's sister hands. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I wrote that down. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think we can do Edward's Sister Hands <laughs>
1: next. Edward Sister Hands. Edward's Sister Hands. <laughs>
0: uh.
1: Uh, good night, everybody. That's it for the movie ladder podcast. <laughs> so we're doing little of it next week. Okay, right. let, me get, let me take it from the top. Yeah, what do we, we got for suggestions? All right. <laughs> Next. Uh, all right, so we have Christmas Vacation, Argo. The listeners really love it when we laugh at our own jokes. Yeah, whatever. It's really it's great. I can, right. You know
0: what? I'll, it's <laughs> too bad.
1: <laughs> Christmas Vacation, Argo, Chocolat, The Elephant Man, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Ed Wood, Boy A, Carol, Moon, May, Frankenstein, The Princess Bride, Blue Velvet, House of Wax, Heathers, Big Fish, Princess Bride, Honey and I Shrunk the Kids, The Shake of Water, Titanic, The Crow, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, Parrot Hood, Running with Scissors, Beauty and the Beast, Nightmare on Elm Street, Logan, Zach. What am I, have I a question. gonna pick I have first? A
0: question. Uh
1: is is Edward's sister
0: hands the all that jizz of the movie ladder season two? <laughs> uh, yes.
1: Did you break it? Yes. yes did. All right. Um, so, um. I want to go with a movie that I've never actually heard of, and it sounds really interesting. Um, I like it when someone describes a movie as riveting. I'm going to go with Kyle's suggestion of boy a Um, after Tick Tick Boom. I'm on such an Andrew Garfield high right now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I wanna, I wanna go with that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with
0: Boy A. Boy A. All right. About, about Boy A. Yeah, so exactly. Tick been... tick Boy A. Yeah. Um. All mm-hmm. right. Man. Uh, listening suggestion. I think I'm gonna go Princess Bride, and I'm shocked a... I'm not going Ed Wood. Um, because hey, going yeah, in I was like Ed Wood is the front runner for what we're gonna do next week, but uh, Princess Bride being suggested twice, I've been meaning to revisit it. When I do, really, I think it would be like. A much more fun version of the framing device from Edward Scissorhands. So, sure. um, yeah, we'll look at look at uh, Princess Bride. And I with that, that was like just a couple years before this, right? So it's like yep. Vincent Princess Bride. That, that can be our connecting. That can be our title connection if we do it.
1: All right, you get to pick from mine. Pick from yours. You have a really good list. Um, Thank you. I think Shape of Water makes the most sense out of all of your mm. suggestions to me because of the unconventional love story and people trying to tear it apart and mm. the dark fanny... It's definitely a dark fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's Shape of Water for me. Mm. Huh. Yeah.
0: Interesting. That's not where I thought you were going to go. I figured you'd go with Evan Costello. Um, mm. But, all right. And then... Uh, from your list, so wrong tab, uh, Parenthood, Running With Scissors, Beauty and the Beast, Nightmare on Elm Street, um... Logan. And oh
1: Logan, God, Logan. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna do Nightmare on Elm Street, that's definitely out. Fair enough. Um, we've had a lot of fatherhood things, and, uh, I think we are gonna go Parenthood. Um, I was thinking Beauty and the Beast was what I, where I was leaning, but, um... I do like, I think Parenthood has a ton of connections. We had Keanu earlier in the year. I just watched a bunch of Keanu. Keanu's going to be like topping my letterbox between uh, Matrix and John Wick. And if we do Parenthood next week. Um, I was thinking also, the Beast, I mean,
1: but. Parenthood is also, I mean, not to, you know, tilt the scales yet, but it's a light lift, I think, for the listeners from the end of the year. And for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think Princess Bride and Boyer would also be pretty john boyega um, um all right so Boye
0: is not streaming anywhere okay um it. so i feel like i'm interested in it as well it, i've never heard anything maybe about it
1: maybe it'll come up some other time
0: yeah um my my vote is to not do anything that's not streaming since it's already yep, kind of like holidays and stuff all right uh shape of water also not streaming surprise i can't believe that's oh, not streaming anywhere yeah damn that. Especially for an Oscar-winning movie. Well, I mean, we can go back on what we just said. I mean, if you want yep. to. We don't have to. You know, I I, I think Boye is just like, I, I'm interested in it, but not enough if it's not easily yeah. accessible. So, uh, Parenthood is on Peacock, Princess Bride, uh, Disney+, Plus, and Shape of Water not streaming anywhere. Okay.
1: So, um, I so am sure. Parenthood, sport. the movie, not Parenthood, the TV show. I am, because I am, okay. I'm on i Just making months. sure. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Diane
0: Weest is in Parenthood. Did you say that? Yes, that is, yeah, that, so that, was connection. Connection. yeah. Okay. Um, that was the main connection. Yeah. Okay. That's the main connection. Jason Robards playing a father in Parenthood yeah. as well. That's a really yeah. good
1: connection. Um, yeah, I think it's between Parenthood and Princess Bride. Um, I don't think the connection of the framing device is strong enough to go Princess Bride, despite uh-huh. the swords and the cutting and the. Yeah. It is a It is an unconventional fairy. tale. Yeah, it's a fairy tale. It's definitely an it unconventional a fairy, tale. fairy tale. It is an yeah. unconventional fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: Vince has Vincent Price. Uh, Vincent Price. That doesn't work at all. My joke. No, uh, it doesn't. Let's um, Parenthood, or I mean, I always like Steve Martin, right? I uh, Steve Martin. Mary Steenburgen. So like, uh, I don't know.
1: What, do? what are you thinking between those two? I think you're leaning Parenthood, right? Between those two, I would rather do Parenthood. I've just seen Princess Bride so many times. It's good talked about, talked about, talked about. Um, I just think it's good and done. Well, it's, I do think Parenthood
0: is an interesting capper on the year yeah. because we had you know father issues and parent issues came up yeah. so much on this. And podcast. this movie is all about
1: parent issues.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it did spawn a TV show as well. Which I don't know if any other movies that we did this year spawned a TV. I mean, Batman obviously is a TV show. Um, I think that's the only one. Really, Final Destination could. didn't have a TV show out of it, did it? No, I don't think anything else that we covered had a TV, TV show yet. Yeah, um, yet, but um, sure, let's whatever Parenthood that'd be fun. Barry Bueller's day off spawned a TV show. It did, did it. it. Yeah. Hmm. So Go uh, ahead. yeah, uh, Parenthood streaming on Peacock. Um, so you gotta Fantastic. pay for the ad free. Um, or you can watch it. I think you, no matter what, um, on there, even you'll just have ads. Which I feel like this is like a movie that doesn't like it's not like there's tension that breaks yeah, up fun. or anything like that. Um steve martin um i just saw a a thing about a guy who won jeopardy looks just like steve martin a recent jeopardy <laughs>
1: winner. that's
0: funny and they had steve martin come on for something so um nice. all right yep parenthood it is parenthood
1: it is let's do it it's a movie i've been stuffing for all year so I'm have very you seen happy it you've seen favorite. parenthood before i've seen it several times yeah okay At least I did. um uh, so, so it came out the year before this 1989 yeah so. we went from young frankenstein
0: to parenthood over 52 weeks. Ron Howard. What a yeah. journey.
2: Yep. So. Mel Brooks um, to
0: Ron Howard. Yeah. Uh, and really, Parenthood could be like the running theme of this of this podcast. Of this, uh, yeah. Or at least uh, of this season, for sure. Or of this season. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Will um, be interesting. Last year was a lot of, we had a lot of bank robberies. I don't think we had very many bank robberies this year. Yeah. We so. also get a very young Joaquin Phoenix in this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. That'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see who pops up in this movie. Absolutely. Um, Parenthood. Next week on the movie letter podcast. Now next week is a little bit different. Yep. You, uh, only eligible movies are movies that have been suggested over the last 51 weeks since young Frankenstein, uh, bonus points. If it's a movie that you suggested bonus bonus points, if you put some Mm -hmm. sort of reason why you're suggesting it to kick off the new year, uh, and bonus points if it connects to parenthood. If, you know, if you pick a movie that somehow connects to parenthood, we won't invalidate it because last year we did uh, Clue to end season one and we did Young Frankenstein to start season two. So they were definitely connected movies to each other, but it is not, a, it is not required that they connect, but it would be nice to have, you know, if we can, that would be fine. But, um, and then we will wrap up season two of the movie ladder podcast. You do have a couple extra days. We're recording next Thursday, the 30th. So a couple extra yep. ways to get that feedback in uh, for this movie. And if you want to update any scores for any other movies from this year, movieladder at gmail.com, at ladder movie on Twitter, the ladder letter on Letterboxd. There All is. of those are the ways to get in touch with us. Yep. Um, Brendan, I think uh, we kept this short enough. I think we could probably do a little, you know, little mini Spider-Man talk after the, uh, after we run uh, Yeah, just,
1: yeah, just a quick, uh, quick Spider-Man talk at the end. Um, what are you looking forward to watching later this week? Ooh, uh, Matrix 4 tomorrow. Um, nice. I, I, my personal movie
0: ladder, it was perfect. I watched the Matrix trilogy, then oh, I watched the job. John Wick trilogy, and I finished the John Wick
1: trilogy just in time to ladder back to Matrix for Matrix Four. So <laughs> yeah, I did a very good job. job. Yeah. I am uh, excited for the Hawkeye finale mm-hmm. tomorrow morning. Uh, I plan on waking up plenty early enough to finish it before work. So there you go. Do you know? Is it? I mean, I'm sure it's a little bit longer. It's an hour, I know. Yeah, it's, an it's hour about long, an hour right. long. So I, I gotta set that alarm for early. Oh man, so, what time is that? 6 a.m. Yeah, it'll be six instead of six thirty. Yeah.
0: Yeah, six thirty. My six fifteen is when my first alarm goes off, but I usually hit off and then get up on the second right. or third alarm when it goes off. Um and uh yeah, cool. Um anything else that you wanna let people know before uh, people who haven't seen the new Spider-Man hop off?
1: Uh no, just I I hope people enjoy parenthood I hope people um really enjoyed this season and our discussion on uh what did, what did we even discuss this week? Edward hands, um, and come back next week with those suggestions for year three. Uh, thanks for, thanks for sticking with us.
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah. it's great to have people along for the ride. Tell some friends because next season, um, next season starts a whole new season of the movie ladder podcast. So you don't have to have, you don't have to listen listened and watched all the other movies. You can just start fresh. We're going to, we won't be connecting back except that movie map to uh previous years. So, um and i had something else i was gonna say and i forgot what it is so yep. i don't know well thank you for thank you wow i just had a total like brain fart i don't know uh maybe it'll come to me but next week we're talking about parenthood yeah um and stick around if you have seen spider-man no way home um we'll do the little music from something musical from parenthood I, I, what songs are there Spider-Man. yeah what songs are there for Parenthood I, I like think like something up for you yeah there's like a dirty joke or something in the parenthood. when you're sliding into home and that's it yeah yeah, yeah. diarrhea diarrhea mm-hmm. that'll probably
1: do it but... when you're sliding into first and you're feeling something burst diarrhea diarrhea <laughs> when you're sliding into third and you're well, you juicy third, diarrhea <laughs> diarrhea when you're sliding into home and your truck are full of foam <laughs> diarrhea <laughs> Diarrhea. Oh. When you're sitting in your Chevy and your shirts are yeah. feeling heavy, diarrhea, diarrhea. Kevin,
0: honey, where'd you learn that song? All right. That's and uh, three, two, one, Spider-Man talk. Uh, getting ourselves pictures of Spider-Man. So we both saw mm-hmm. Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home. And great, great stuff. It's my number eight yeah. MCU movie right now, Brendan. It's I'm your just, number
1: what? Number, number eight. Oh, nice. It is number 11 for me landing just outside the top 10. Oh, okay. Um, but that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I absolutely loved it. No, I would um, say like eighteen or nineteen of the MCU are very good. Are all very good. Yeah, that's the thing. I thought it was. This is this is the thing. I thought that plot wise, it was not the best MCU movie. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was one of the more nonsensical ones plot wise. Mm-hmm. Yep. But as a character story for the journey of not one, not two, not three Peter Parkers, it was fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. um i loved it as a peter parker movie and it's very like, hard to hold our tongues when we were just talking um, about andrew garfield because yeah. for me no, he that's, was why the I, that's why he i was only so said tick tick boom yeah that's why i only said tick tick boom and i saw your hand go up like terrible. I, was, I wasn't gonna say yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you, but you were giving me the like caution sign that yeah. was like no i got this yeah tick tick boom nothing else but no andrew garfield was the best part of this movie and he's like and Jamie Foxx also, uh, yeah. which is Jamie funny Fox because it's was, like
0: the worst like, Spider-Man
1: movie and the two best characters in this uh, were yeah. from the worst Spider-Man movie. Uh, yeah, like Jamie Foxx was, and it's not even his fault, but he was the worst villain in his movie. And this time he was incredible. Like yeah. once they took away the stupid blue CGI mm-hmm. and let him actually act, he was pretty great. Yeah. And same thing with what they did
0: with, I mean, the, the Green Goblin yeah. was not Goblin's- bad in the original Spider-Man by any means, but like getting rid of the mask. And, yep. like, when he smashes the mask, it was like, okay, no, we're, we're getting rid of, like, this silliness, and, like, yep. we're going to exactly. trim him a little bit more seriously. We're just letting you see Willem Dafoe's wickedly ridiculous face.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It, it, the plot is the biggest, my biggest problem with this movie. Yeah. Um, and not the whole plot, but the, I mean, we just talked a lot about framing devices. The framing device of the spell and everything Doctor Strange does in this movie. And maybe it'll be retconned in the next movie, but it makes no sense why he would do all of this potential damage to the universe to help peter with his personal problem it doesn't make a lot of sense it does not make sense why he did that and then it doesn't make sense at the end of the movie how the everybody forgets about peter works right because how do these people explain like half the stuff that's happening in their life where peter parkett has been involved like i get that it's like they're gonna see
1: a whole bunch of pictures on their phone where they're just with some random guy
0: Right. Like what so are they gonna think, do about yeah. the, the Spider Man costume at the school, right? Where they have the whole like right, exactly. which I loved that they brought all three of the teachers back because J.B. Smooth, yeah. uh J. B. Smooth, um Hannibal Burris and, and um Freaks and uh, like uh, Martin, Martin Starr. Star. Star, yeah. yeah. Like I and I was when I saw them earlier, I was like, sweet, I'm so glad all three of them are in this yeah. movie, and then they weren't in the movie again. But they they did have the uh, you know, like the, the trophy showcase for Peter, which was very yeah. fun. It was very um, funny. But how does that like then then what happens? Does that just disappear because of the spell? I mean, I guess you just are supposed to assume that like it's just all, there. Yeah, all evidence
1: of Peter Parker is gone. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, because you're just erasing it from their memories. You're not erasing him from existence. So, so it's is like, it like a Westworld thing where they're like, uh, you know, it doesn't. I don't, like, I don't it, see anything there. Exactly, it's like a Westworld thing where he doesn't look like anything to me. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that.
0: Um, yeah.
1: how does Happy
0: know Aunt May? If Peter Parker doesn't exist, how yeah, is he in her brave?
1: Yeah. Like,
0: and I was talking about this with some other people, and they said, Well, how do you how do you justify time travel in Endgame? And it's much easier to justify time travel. I feel like that was sure, much more. Because they actually
1: explain the time travel.
0: Right. <laughs> to this, I feel like they were just like, Oh, we gotta wrap up the movie. So, like, oh, everybody forgets Peter. So.
1: Right. so for me, it really worked for all of the character work, but not so didn't hang together so well for the plot. But I can kind of forgive it for that because the character work between all of the actors was so great. Yes.
0: Yeah, and I do think everything in between the spells was really, some of the best MCU. Yeah. Like really if the spell stuff work. this could be my number one MCU movie. Yeah. Um. But it that that stuff like the first first fifteen and the last fifteen just it, that takes it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. The I think one of the top tier like Mount Rushmore MCU scenes. When Andrew Garfield Spider Man saves yeah. MJ and gets redemption, it's wonderful. For, for the Gwen Stacy thing, yeah, I, I like almost teared up. I was, I, I could not yeah. believe I almost teared up in a Spider Man movie, and I was like, that is so. And for Andrew Garfield, Garfield like, yeah, and for fun. Andrew Garfield, like, what a year for him yeah. too. So yeah. that was that was great. Um, my other thought is, do you think that the everybody forgets Peter Parker's Spider Man thing, including the Avengers? is but that doesn't matter because it doesn't cover spider-man they know they know spider-man still right this. they know spider-man but they don't know but they but the avengers don't know they don't know who spider-man is so they're not working with spider-man anymore right do you my thought is that this p- kind of perfectly separates spider-man and the mcu so like we I'm don't know yeah if they decide
1: yeah Sony decides to take him back
0: think yeah yeah it does. like and i i actually be okay with that as well yeah. like you know how sometimes like with, with succession i was like it'd be okay if that was the end of the series like it'd actually be okay if they just said all right like, we rehabbed Spider-Man. We've got a great franchise. If this continues, it does not have to be an MCU. Like, this can be just separate from MCU now. And Spider-Man can go and do his stuff. Exactly. I think that that, that would work pretty well. Um, I do like the Venom setup that we now have the symbiote. And the way the symbiote came through was through the multiverse. Um, yeah. I didn't see Venom, Let There Be Carnage yet, but I don't think no. I missed anything. Not seeing no,
1: it. you didn't. Um, I mean, there there was a post-credit scene where he sees... The MCU universe. Mm-hmm. That's it.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, let's see
0: what else. Uh, I have a lot. I have. A, I mean, I have a ton of thoughts on this. On this movie. Um, yeah. I. I had another theory about this. So the villains all traveled to this universe the moment right before they died. Right. right. That's each of them is in here. Does that mean that each of the Spider Men also traveled right before they died?
1: Mm, good question. I don't know. I mean, it's that's. Possible. We don't so, know. That's the problem. And it's- I think
0: they could have actually done something very interesting with that, especially for the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, yeah. because he was so low and depressed. It could have been yeah. like this
1: was the moment right before. Because so all you're himself. seeing when you grab him is he's wandering down a dark alleyway and everybody's. Well, that's in the main universe when you see Yeah. Him.
0: That's not in his universe. He'd already traveled. Yeah, yeah. We don't know when. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I do wonder about that. And the same thing with Venom. Right. We see yeah. Venom and, you know, this, this is right before the Venom character dies as well. We don't know. Yeah. Um, and I um, did really like some of the twists in this, like in terms of like the monkey, like I didn't like the spell, but I do like it as like an eighties, you know, all of the Spider-Man movie of the series have been like eighties teen comedies right? you have the high right, school right, movie, right, you right. had the Euro trip and now you have like the high school Halloween uh, monkeys, monkeys, we have like the monkey's paw, right? That he oh, yeah, wishes, yeah, yeah. he wishes for this thing and he gets his wish, but it's way worse than what he, you know, right. he, it's not what he imagined. So I like that twist on it a lot. So yeah, I uh, like that yeah, and I like that. I did not expect Aunt May to die. Apparently, people knew that was, was going to happen because of the because of the trailers. Kind of spoil it for people. I, that's why I'm glad I didn't see that shit. Like people
1: yeah. go out of their way of looking for like leaks. Just bug the heck out of me. Like yeah. I don't want to know. I don't want to know that kind of thing ahead of time. And it's like, like I mean, there there's a certain podcaster whose name I'm not going to drop who said on his podcast this week that like nothing in this movie surprised him. And I was like, yeah, that's because you spent eight hours dissecting five trailers of this movie Mm -hmm. and looking for set photos and leaks. Of course, nothing surprised you because you researched the shit out of this movie before you saw it. Like if you go in blind, you'll have the potential to be be surprised. If you go in having done a hundred hours of research on everything about this movie, of course you're not going to be surprised by anything. Like come on. Man. I was it's surprised by complaint. so
0: much in this movie cuz I I yeah. did not see any trailers. All I had heard was people talking about some things in the trailer. I did hear Daredevil's arms, so I knew right. Daredevil was going to be in the movie. He wasn't even like he didn't do anything. He was like right. a cameo no, for like 5 Matt seconds. Murdock,
1: and I was so happy when he popped off. I was like, "Yay." Yeah. And it wasn't even in the part that everybody was saying was Daredevil's arms. Oh, really? Yeah. What was so the part everybody that everybody was thought was Daredevil's arms? Everybody was saying that it was Daredevil, that it was Matt Murdock in the interrogation room. Because all you see is, like, the cop's arms on the mm-hmm. table. And that was it. Right? Oh, okay.
0: That's interesting that people thought yeah. he was in it, and he was, but it was just the wrong clip. It was the wrong place, yeah. Yeah, But, right. like, I didn't even know Tobey Maguire was in this movie. Um, I didn't either. I
1: knew Andrew Garfield probably was,
0: but I know. See, him. I didn't know either. I knew the villains were, yeah. but I had heard some interviews where Andrew Gar- and like, yeah, obviously I kind of, like, was gullible. Andrew Garfield was like, I'm not in that movie. And so I just assumed, I'm like, yes. yeah, they wouldn't bring, like, the other Spider-Man characters in. Um, and then when they when they did in the crowd reaction, right, when Andrew Garfield takes off the mask, the crowd went nuts. It was very fun to watch this in the theater, um, um, although th- my theater was just like a lot of pointing and explaining what was on screen. Right. But I thought um, they
1: did a really good job in doing the multiverse thing, but differentiating it enough that it didn't feel like they were just doing the cool all the cool things that Into the Spider Verse did. Yeah. I thought they did a really good job separating itself from a lot of that. They did. It's so weird to get two multiverse Spider-Man movies yeah. where Dr. Them Octopus
0: themselves. is the main villain and the goblin is in it and a lot of the same villains are in it, like, with, like three years apart. Yeah. And Into the Spider-Verse set the bar so high. And yeah. it is, like, a weird thing for me to get past just how similar these movies are. And, like, if this would have come out five years ago, this would have blown my mind. And now it's like, yeah, this is cool, but, like, they had already basically
1: we done this movie this, a few years even, ago yeah i thought they did a good enough job separating it yeah from that one i mean i hell of an achievement to get this cast back for this movie to get
0: basically Absolutely. everybody yeah. except uh kirsten dunst and james franco essentially yeah. like everybody else who plays a big girl. i kind of was hoping james franco
1: would pop up but um
0: it's okay that he didn't i yeah i, I thought he i thought, he might. I, thought I mean, he might I definitely thought kirsten dunst would i was kind of surprised that she didn't show up yeah. at some point um but yeah and um, and I I really love J.K. Simmons making him and Alex Jones like yeah. that's such yeah, smart yeah. writing that's such smart like modern writing um, and it's kind of cool that he pops up in the end of the last movie mm. and it's it's like a really good foreshadowing for what they were gonna do in this movie yeah for sure yeah so um and staging the final scene on Captain America's shield the final battle on Captain I thought America that was really great. good too yeah Grapes. I mean I can't believe this is the first time in the MCU we've had Statue of Liberty. Um right. and I thought it was really cool that like that fight is actually on Captain America's shield. Like yeah. this symbol for the Avengers and everything that's become of Peter yeah. Parker's. Uh are in the Avengers? Yeah. What is that? Like a band? Yeah. So, so cool. cool. Oh, there I I they're have to somebody watch get jokes just for all yeah. of the good meta jokes in this movie. Yeah. Somebody um, get jokes. Yeah. Really really fun. Um I I have this the the highest of all of the Spider-Man uh the not oh. not every Spider-Man movie but all of the 3 Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. So um, and I liked what they did with Ned. I'll be curious if Ned ends up being in the Doctor Strange universe. Um, yep. I don't know if that character is owned by... Like, even if Spider-Man goes back to Sony, I don't know if Ned can... If that is... Oh. He's under the same... Because thing. I think
1: he's an original character, so it's hard to say. Right. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I think he's an original character in the MCU. So. Speaking of Doctor
0: Strange, did you watch the trailer, the second post-credit scene? That's yeah, the I saw
1: both post-credit scenes. That was pretty wild that they gave us an entire trailer as a as a post-credit scene well we've gotten that um, before right because with wasn't it like avengers sort of. that we got a
0: trailer for the after after Warner
1: captain movie? america the first adventure there was like a 30 second teaser for the avengers. yeah yeah but it wasn't like a t- full two minute trailer like this was so yeah
0: i avoid i avoid trailers i was already in the theater and i was like well i yeah. guess I'll just watch this it did well, make me very excited for dr strange um and i am shocked that they are counting what if as canon because it does seem like this is going to be uh, off of yeah, what happens at the end does. of what if yeah. so yeah. Uh, if you haven't watched what if yet you have a couple months you probably want to watch that as long with along with WandaVision before uh Doctor Stranger really pulling in the tv shows yeah. i'm i'm kind of surprised how much they're going to pull the tv shows into the movies but uh it's a risky gamble i think you know you and i are caught up on the on the
1: marvel shows i don't know if a lot of people are yeah so. i don't know. You gotta find out um it's, it's you know you have four five months until multiverse of madness comes out so may that's sixth, the next that's yeah. the next marvel it is the next, next? one yeah may 6th and that's are me. there any
0: marvel shows i know hawkeye ends tomorrow are there any, um, other marvel are there shows any more
1: before? marvel shows i don't believe that are coming out before because she hawk yeah. is next i think right i think so if it's not
0: the marvels um, show schedule
1: yeah.
0: um well that's 2020 it's so 2021 thought. and beyond so we've got uh hawkeye november 24th spider-man december oh yeah not nothing until doctor strange um at least oh. nothing scheduled this only has the movies right, Marvel. i think
1: there's like a good good of star wars stuff coming out in the spring right not um, just book of boba fett but a couple other things so they're trying okay. not to
0: like overload it uh yeah so we have miss <laughs> marvel um in 2022 summer of 2022 moon knight at some point in 2022 and she Hulk at some point in 2022 um and then the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, holiday special, in a year from now—that'll be fun to have that. Like that'll be—I'm assuming that'll be very much like the Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah. I you know, think. Um, wow. Yeah. So we're gonna have a nice long break from MCU stuff. Um, That—I mean—that's kind of nice though to get a little bit of a breather because we've had nonstop MCU basically this entire year. Yep. So, um, all right. Anything else you wanna? Um, it, this would have been an interesting movie to connect to. Do you want to do connections from this back to
1: Batman Returns? Just a couple quick ones. Uh, to Batman Returns on um, just the multiple villains and the, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I hadn't really thought about it. Um, mm-hmm. so you're yeah. kind of put me on the spot. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's superhero, yeah. a superhero sequel. We can have
0: right. And it takes there is like stuff that happens at Christmas time. The end of this movie takes place at Christmas time. Um, secret identities. Yeah. So, I think that's that's probably. Might have been more fun to do this movie this week. I think there's a lot more to talk it about. It might have been, but I, I'm kind of glad we didn't. Cause yeah, so all right. Um Well, that was Spider Man uh, No Way Home. Looking forward to uh, I don't know whatever the next movie we both watch that we want to just do uh, these little bonus things. And uh, next week we'll be back with Parenthood. That's our last movie of season three, and then um, we will see where season two. And then we'll see where we go from season three. Absolutely. So, all right uh well uh see us on spider-man music get us more
1: pictures of spider-man